What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Barking for Balance, the podcast where we talk about dogs, but we also can talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about. Most of the time, it's stuff that's about teaching, inspiring, and entertaining, but quite frankly, it could be whatever we want it to be. I am Pat the Pac-Man, dog behavior and rehabilitation specialist for Pac-Man to the Rescue, Canine Solutions and Coaching. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Benvenuta tutte. If you're a subscriber, if you're listening, if you've listened before, welcome. Listen, let's let's get right to the nitty gritty of this. Have you not subscribed to the podcast Barking for Balance? Why not? Come on, hit that subscribe button. We're on Amazon, Spotify, Google, and on uh, Apple. Make sure you hit those buttons. Subscribe. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel because this way you see this good-looking face while we're shooting the podcast. And you're going to learn about dogs. You're going to be inspired. You're going to get a lot of good stuff out of it. Make sure you do that. Also, don't forget, follow us on all the social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram. And that is at Pac-Man to the rescue, P-A-C-K-M-A-N to the rescue. You don't want to miss out on all the good stuff. And the most important thing before we kick this whole thing off, uh, we got a great podcast episode today, guys. Also, you got to buy the autobiography of the Pac-Man. My autobiography is the bomb. God spelled backwards. Make sure you got to buy that, that, that book. Uh, I get it. You got to buy the autobiography. You're going to love it. It's all about me. Um, not in a bad way. It's about my life, how we, how we got here. Good stuff, inspirational stuff, funny stuff. Hey, that's how it's going to be. It's all about good, good fun and good stuff. And it's all about the dog. We want to teach, inspire, and entertain you through your pets. That's the name of the game. And this is the face that's going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you hit those platforms. Subscribe, subscribe, follow all that good stuff. I'm going to remind you later on. What are we going to talk about today? Come on, guys. You know it's always going to be good. The first thing I've been thinking about this all week, I get excited when I plan the podcast episodes. I don't do a lot of planning for it, but I got to tell you when ideas just pop in my head, it's God. I know it's God that he's saying, this is what I need you to talk about today. Okay. And that's what I'm going to do because, hey, God knows what it is all about. You know, if you've been listening before, you know, I listen to God. I trust God. I follow God. He protects me. He inspires me. He takes care of me and the rest of the pack, and it's all good from there. So um, what I want to talk about today is about calmness. (laughs) Listen, if you heard me say this before, if you really believe, understand dogs, if you really understand what dogs want from us on a a macro scale, that really the key, the secret to this, common firm energy. We talk about this a million times. And by the way, if you're joining for the first time and you're saying, what does this guy say? Am I getting I speak Sicilian in there, so you're gonna learn another language. It's all good stuff. If you want me to translate some of those words? Most of the time I do. It's not always. So we'll see what we can do in that regard. But hey, barking for balance. I told you right off the bat, that's how it's gonna be. Teach, inspire, and entertain. That's what we're all about. So um calmness, 95% of the battle. It's about being calm. I know I'm excited right now, but this is, there's no dogs around when we're working with dogs, calm and firm energy. Is it okay to be excited around dogs? Damn right. It is. Hey, he got his little beard. Dogs are awesome. My, my guys are around here somewhere. They're sleeping. They're calm, but you know what? As soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to do all the stuff. I already did one of my favorite things, which I'm not going to get into yet because it is one of the the things I'm going to teach you, at least from what I do to uh to relax and to be calm and it definitely pertains to them 
and I'm getting, you know, you've got to do this. This is something very easy. Awesome. You're going to love it. So we're going to get into that. Let's get into this right now. Let's dive into this pool. Calmness. 95% of the battle. I say this all the time. What is the secret to having a dog that's happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved? And why do we care about that stuff? Listen, is it about training dogs? If you said yes, it is not about training dogs. It's about training people, not training dogs. That's what we do at Pac-Man to the Rescue. That's what this podcast is about, training people, not training dogs. And one of the key ingredients that I try to do with my clients and with anybody, that's what I'm doing with you guys right now, is trying to teach you how to be calm, how to be firm, teach, inspire, and entertain. That's what it's all about. Happy human, happy dog. It's about not being a well-trained dog. We could get into that as a well-trained. Well-trained is about the trick-or-treating crap and the sits they lay down and a bottle of That is such bullshit, stupid stuff. What we care about is dogs that are happy, fulfilled, and well-behaved. What do we want from our dogs? We want it to be calm. At least that's if you're you have common sense. You want your dogs to be calm. You want your dogs to be happy. You want your dogs to be fulfilled. You want your dogs to be well-behaved. The trick-or-treating crap, it don't work. Manala fucking cool, all that bullshit. So what do we want? We want a calm human. Why is it so important for a human to be calm? Well, listen, how can you make your dog calm when your dog doesn't have an example, a source of calmness? You see what I'm saying? So if you want to learn more about that, hit me up. This podcast episode, and I talk about this on other podcasts all the time. This is really what I talk about all the time. Most of my job is teaching people to be calm, to be inspired, to feel good, to be confident. It's the human mind that is the key here. But being calm and being firm is, is, is really the main thing. And so calm is the one thing I want to talk about. But a lot of people interpret the, the word firmness, toughness, assertiveness in a bad way. Like they see it as, as a negative. They see it as like, like a curse. I don't know. They see it like, like it's, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Like it, it, it's mean, it's arrogant, it's, it's I, don't, I don't know, whatever. I'm going to explain to you what I mean by firmness in a second. And I'm also, like I said, I'm going to give you some tips on what I do uh, about calmness. How do you become, listen, if you've been listening to the pod, this podcast before, you know, that socks is my pit bull. Okay. And you also know that I was a financial advisor for 16 years. And you also know that after that, I became the Pac-Man and started be, and started working with dogs in 2014 because of watching and learning from the dog whisper with Cesar Milan. So I had learned all the techniques. I analyzed all those techniques. I perfected all his techniques. But the one thing that I did not learn, the one thing that I did not perfect, the one thing that I basically ignored, the one thing that I ignored is the one thing that he talks and talks and talks about and preaches and preaches and preaches about and emphasizes and emphasizes and emphasizes about. What is that? You got to learn to be calm. Calm mind, relaxed body. That's the key. I was not doing that. Therefore, Socks, who was extremely, extremely challenging, was not becoming any better. And why should he? There was no source, no example. I was not able to earn his trust and respect by learning to be calm in the face of adversity, in the face of him challenging me, in the face of anything. I was angry, frustrated, annoyed, scared, tense, everything that was the opposite effect. You see what I'm saying? So once I understood that and I applied the proper techniques, because if you reverse this and you do the right techniques without being calm, you get nothing. Okay. 
And I know this firsthand. I know this firsthand. I could tell you, I could vouch for it. Okay. Techniques are 5%. Calm state of mind, relaxed body. That is the 95% of this equation. Okay. That is what we want to learn. So what does this boil down to? It boils down to something very, very, very simple. How do we learn to be calm? It's a question I ask all the time. And people ask me, well, how did you become calm? How did you learn? Well, I do a, a, a few things um, that I'm going to share with you now. Uh, this is what I do. And, you know, if you want to try to apply them, God bless you. You know, if you want to talk further about it, hit me up. I'll be more than happy to, to do some coaching with you on, on that. A little therapy. That's what everybody says. You know, it's like therapy. That's what this job is about. That's what really it's about. Not about training people. It's about training. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not about training. It's about training people. Damn, I'm a little, I'm a little confused myself. No drinking, no drinky drinking. No, no, no. It's about training people, not training dogs. That's the whole point. It starts in the mind. And clearly my mind's a little loopy right now. Me, Tsigina. Okay, so let's get back into this. Here. <laughs> it's about training people, not training dogs. Don't train dogs, train people. Mm. Oh, okay. So what do I do to be calm? The first thing it boils down to understanding one simple word, patience. You got to learn to be patient. I'm not talking about patience. Like if you're a doctor, no patience is about understanding how could I summarize this? The phrase that I always use is patience is about being consistent, consistently constant. What the hell does that mean? Being consistently constant. In other words, letting our emotions stay the same, regardless of what is going on around us. Okay. Regardless of what is going on around us. So it's such a powerful tool. And if, again, if you guys listen to this, and again, I said this before, when it comes to me listening to God and me following God and me trusting everything, I put it, I, I give it all to God. It's about faith and patience. I preach about this all the time. The book, my autobiography, God spelled backwards. There's a reason why God is in there and faith and patience, the whole, the whole lesson that I learned and how it became that whole cornerstone to my life is in that autobiography because it's such a powerful, super important, probably the most important thing in the world, faith and patience. It's really key here. So in this particular case, we're going to focus on the patience part of it because that's really what helps us stay calm. Now, in my particular situation, faith and patience are what keep me calm for simply the reason that I don't worry about nothing because again, I give it to God, whatever's to be, he's got it covered. If something doesn't happen, it's fine. If something doesn't happen, my timing, it's okay. That's where the patience kicks in because I said it to him. It's in his hands. Now it's not in my hands. It's not about how I want things to go. And that's the same problem that a lot of my clients or people in general have when it comes to their dog is their expectations are just too high. You know, they expect too much from their dogs when they haven't even learned the basics here. You know what I'm saying? So how can your dog perform at 100%? And I say this to my clients all the time during our sessions, that 20% or less is the only thing that they're going to retain during the sessions. Why? Because they're stupid? No, it's nothing to do with that. It's because that's what, as a human, we can do, you know? And I don't get upset over the fact that they don't do every single thing that we talk about during our sessions. I don't talk about the fact that, you know, 100% of the, of the attitude, everything has to be spot on perfect. I don't get upset over that at all, you know, but what I do get upset if you don't do anything, period, that's a different story. You know what I mean? But as far as like, 
you know, the process of it, it's 20%. So how can you expect hundred percent performance from your dog? If you don't, if I'm not expecting you to, 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 to give and to come out at hundred percent, you know what I'm saying? So that automatically is going to take your mind and relax it, calm yourself down because this is all we're going to be doing for the time being, you know? And so as far as being calm, patience is important because that is also one of the things that dogs do to us is they test us, you know, they, they, they start throwing all sorts of shit at us. They do all sorts of stuff because they want to test us to see how we're going to react. And if we react with patience, we react with calmness, no matter what it is that they're throwing at us. And we continuously stay the same, regardless of what they're doing, guess what we're going to get. We're going to earn their trust and respect. And the more they throw shit at us, the more we stay calm and firm and we just move forward from there. You know what's going to happen? They're going to start to give up and they're going to push, 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 push. But eventually, listen, he's not changing. She's not changing. I'm, I'm done with this. You win. You know what I mean? You win a battle. You continuously win battles. You're going to win the war. That's the bottom line. So for me personally, <clears throat> excuse me, for me personally, you know, learning to be calm was something that having faith and patience within God was, you know, was the cornerstone. And that's why for me, it's easy, even though I do other things for calm and relaxation throughout the day, because listen, being human, you know, being in this world, in this life, there's always stuff that's going to drive us crazy. And if I make sure to afford to, that, we're going to go crazy. So, you know, we need stuff that's going to relax us, stuff that's going to calm us down. That's just, you know, the, the, one of the main things that, you know, you got, you got to do, you got to figure out something that works for you, you know? So, Number one, patience. This is something that's that anybody can apply. You have to learn to be patient, to be consistently constant. It's such a valuable thing in life. When you are able to maintain your emotions and nobody, period, human or other, human or dog or anything can change or alter your emotions, that is powerful, man. That is powerful because the instant you allow somebody else to change your emotions, you have given them away. You have given away everything. You own nothing. They have they own everything. They own you. You know what I mean? That's not cool. We don't want that. So, you know, being patient, being consistently constant is such a great thing. And no matter what happens in our lives, and unfortunately in our lives, there's a lot of, you know, shit that could happen, you know, problems and things, stresses, aggravations, you know, difficulties, whatever. When you learn to be consistent, consistently constant, when you learn to just maintain that state of mind of relaxation and calmness and don't let it impact you to become stressed, to become angry, frustrated, annoyed, tense, nervous, or whatever, it's powerful, guys. It's freaking powerful. And that's really what, what our dogs uh, want from us is to know that no matter what's going on, you're in command, you're in control, nothing's going to alter or change your emotions, not even them, they're going to trust and respect you. And all of a sudden, things just work out and you don't need any fancy treats and tricks and to get the job done, to let them listen to you, to follow you, to respect you, to trust you, to do all the stuff that people want from their dog based on a relationship status. You don't want it to be a training thing where you're teaching your dog to do this stuff, training your dog to not be aggressive, training your dog. That's just, how do you train somebody? Listen, I don't want to get into this because the whole dog training crap really pisses me off. As you could already tell, bad damage. You can't train a state of mind, anxiety, fear, nervousness. There's a reason why that is. And you can't train anybody, not even a dog. You can't train them out of it. You have to fix the source as to why they are that way. And 99% of the time, it is because of the fact that they don't trust and respect you as an authority figure because you have not provided the right stuff and the right energy. So they are becoming 
like you. They become anxious, nervous, fearful. And if you look at yourself, I guarantee that you're going to see that. Yeah, you know, I'm getting, I get nervous at these points. I get anxious at this point. They're going to be our mirrors. That's just how it works. You know what I'm saying? So that's the main thing that, that I, you know, as what helps me to stay calm, you know, and to not worry. That's, that's, that's really uh, worrying is, is, is the other problem because when you're not calm uh, and you worry, when you worry, you're not calm. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's how it works. You know, so when you worry about something, it's very important to understand why it is that you're worrying. And um, this applies to also how I want you to think about things in general. This is not just about dogs, guys. Remember, this is about life. This is about humans. So this is not about dogs. A healthy, psycholo- a psychologically healthy, emotionally healthy, mentally healthy, you know, um, emo- you know uh, a human is going to make a dog better. That's just the reality. So if we can improve the humans, that's really what it's about. So when it comes to like worrying, worrying is normal for us humans. I mean, I, I do it and I have to train myself, see, train myself, not train the dog, train myself to recognize that I'm worrying and then go into some of the techniques that I know to fix it. So I know that when you worry, you're not living in the present and living in the present is really important because that's, what's going to keep you calm and firm. That's what, that's where dogs live guys. They live in the present. They don't live in the future. They don't live in the past because all negative emotions exist in the past and in the future. When we live in the present moment by moment by moment, that is the moment where we could, that we're at at the highest level of calmness and relaxation. So live in the moment, live like a dog. That's what, again, that's what dogs do. They live in the moment, present moment. That's all that counts. So when it comes to that, remember that if we start to become nervous, anxious, fearful, that means we're crossing over the present and going into the past or the future. And let's say we start to worry because again, it's normal. It happens to me as well that we start to worry about something. Again, I do the same thing. And if I start to worry about something, I develop something called TV therapy. Okay. TV therapy is a technique that I, 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 I basically just kind of made up one day uh, on a case. Um, but it really, it really worked. And that's why I practice it myself. And I also uh, teach it as well. And TV therapy began one day. I was at a, a client's house who had a dog who was, uh, tr- tr- it was a pit bull who was tremendously fearful of everything, everything, to the point where this dog would like tremble, not eat, not, not shake, uh, drool for days at a time at something as basic as when the upstairs neighbor would just simply just walk normal across the floor. And this dog would just go ballistic. So when I met the owner, um, she was a, she had some, 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 some psychological difficulties or some, 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 some trauma or something that was going on there. I don't know what, but I know that she had tried to commit suicide seven times. And, uh, the last, the latest time, the seventh time actually happened maybe a couple of months before we met. And so she called me because she wanted to work on her dog's issues. And then as we're talking, we kind of find out some of this other stuff. And I taught her about TV therapy. So she was like such a panicker when it came to like various situations where she would see, um, outcomes from something happen. And it was always the worst outcomes possible. So she would see like, like in her mind, she would play a movie. That's what our mind does guys is when we start to allow the future with quotes around it to kind of take over the present moment is we start to create this movie playing in our heads about what's about to happen. Notice I said, what's about to happen, not what's happening, what's about to happen, but it's really, obviously you can't see into the future. So you're making this shit up. So you know, it's all, it's all make-believe. 
So she would see, in her particular case, she would see all these distraught. She would see her dog. Um, I'm going to make it up. So let's say her dog would like break off the leash and run away and then get hit by a car. And then the driver would get pissed off and scream at her. And then they would sue her. And then they would take away her house. And then a dinosaur would come and take her away. And then Superman would come and fight the dinosaur. Like all this drama was happening in her mind. Now, obviously, none of that stuff was happening. So if we're walking on a street with our dog, and we see, let's say, for example, another dog coming towards us, what a lot of people do is they tense up, they start to tense up, they start to pull back on that leash, they get all nervous and fearful. And then all of a sudden in their brain, even, even, even on a subconscious level, you may not even realize that you're doing it. But all of a sudden, what's happening is that you're starting to create a movie of what's about to happen. Why is it that you're tensing up? And, and people deny this all the time, but there's a reason why you're tensing up. There's a reason why you're becoming nervous and you're doing all this crap. It's not because of anything else. If you trusted your dog, if you trusted yourself, you wouldn't be doing that. You'd just be like on your merry way. But what you start seeing is these images in your mind and you start seeing your dog attacking the other dog or the other dog attacking your dog. And, and all of a sudden there's a fight and then your dog has to get stitches. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, an eagle comes down and this, the dog starts finding the eagle and then the other dog has has gashes and the people are suing you. And then a truck comes in and kidnaps you and holds you for ransom. And then Liam Neeson, like in Taken, has to come and rescue your ass. And all this stuff is happening as you're walking towards another dog. Now, again, all this stuff that you're seeing or you're thinking about, right, is fake. It's not real. But you know what is real? The feelings you feel from those thoughts, the feeling you feel from those images. You know what I'm saying? And so by doing that, you're sending a message to your dog because those emotions are real. And that's exactly what she was doing with her dog. She was projecting her own emotions onto her dog and wondering why her dog was be basically like her, you know? And so we talked about TV therapy and TV therapy is basically when you are, again, we'll use the example of walking down the street with another dog and you see another dog and you're getting all tensed up, tense up and nervous and fearful about what could happen or what's about to happen or whatever it is that's going on in your crazy head of yours. You have to change the channel because your channel, you're seeing this movie based on the channel that you're on and you're on the horror channel, the, the, the drama channel, whatever it is. So when you start seeing this imagery, change the channel to the happy channel, the calm channel, the comedy channel, the Vafanculo channel, whatever channel you want to put it on, put it on a different channel so that the images and the projection of what you're seeing is different. You know, you're not seeing your dog or that other dog attacking each other. You're seeing your dog calmly walk by. You're seeing the sunset. You're seeing beautiful flowers. You're seeing a person walking by. Hello, how are you? You know, whatever it is that you're seeing, that will change your emotions. And if you change your emotions, your dog is going to reflect that and your dog is going to imitate that. Okay. And before you know, you'll be like, holy shit, me, Bednamaja, nothing happened over here. How's that possible? Simple you did not make happen in your head. You made that happen. I know that people don't buy into this bullshit. Let me tell you something. It's real. When you see something happening in your head, it becomes reality at some point. Okay. And if you are consistently doing the same thing of seeing the dog, attacking your dog, being nervous about lunging, even if it's something basic and simple of just lunging or barking or whatever it is, if you're constantly being prepared because of that, that's what you're going to get. You're going to continue to get 
whatever it is that you're seeing in your mind. It's really that basic. So change the channel. Cancho canal. Put that. Put the batteries in the remote control and change the channel. The happy channel. The the saluto caigefada channel. The the paisaki fasuola channel. Whatever. The cooking channel. Put it on another channel that's going to change what you're seeing as you're walking past this dog. So this way, the emotions that you're feeling are going to be different. They're going to impact your dog in a positive way. Okay. So TV therapy, you guys want to learn more about that? Let me know. I'll be glad to talk about that a little bit further. Uh, it works beautifully. It worked with her. And uh, I'm happy to say that uh, she was doing really, really well with that. Uh, in fact, I do remember one little simple thing that she mentioned um, about her her therapist, just, you know, on a side note here, not to brag because, you know, I'm very humble, <laughs> but seriously, this was a very, very uh, great case. It's actually, I, I talk about it more in depth in the book um, because it was such an important case and such a great case. Um, she told me uh, during our, you know, at some point during our sessions that uh, her therapist actually was impressed by the work that we were doing. And he actually recommended that she fire me because uh, I had done a better job than him. And uh, he was afraid that I was going to put him out of business. But, you know, obviously that was a joke, you know, but it was true. You know, that's what we did. But, you know, it just goes to show you the impact of the human mind and the impact of the human mind when you address it the right way, how it changes, you know, your dog, but it also changes you. And because it changed her, she was, her life just became different through her dog. So her dog was almost like the tool that God had, uh, you was using in order to make her life and, and make her uh, better. So it, it was a happy case. And I'm really, I'm really proud of that. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that's, that's just, you know, again, just a, a tidbit, a tip uh, advice, TV therapy, it works not just with your dogs works with everything. I use it all the time myself, you know, um, some of the other stuff that I personally do to, to, to become calm is, you know, like we talked about, I put my faith and, and trust in God, you know, this always allows me to be calm, never worry about anything. Uh, because again, I know God's in control. You know, if you don't want to believe in God, if you don't believe in God, you could believe in something else, higher therapy, the universe, you know, whatever, you know, an apple, whatever. <laughs> um, but, you know, believe in something that's gonna, you know, that that's a higher power kind of thing, you know, whatever. Um, I also meditate, you know, I meditate uh, consistently on a daily basis. Um, the meditation I use, and we could talk about if you want to know some of my, my meditations, uh, styles and what I do, but it's basically to clear my mind, um, from the noise, you know, clear my mind from the noise. And there's a lot of noise that could go on a lot of thoughts, you know, the brain starts to work. I'm, I'm one of those overthinkers, overanalyzers, and I get overwhelmed with a lot of the stuff that, that I got going on. So, um, the meditating actually helps to kind of settle me down and just get rid of all the noise. So I can stay focused in one direction, uh, stay focused in one area and just do the things at that present time. So this way we can move forward from there without being feeling overwhelmed. So if you guys want to learn more about, you know, the kind of techniques that I meditate, or how I meditate, um, you know, let me know. And we can talk further about that, but also if you uh, have your own style, your own way, you know, please uh, share that with me. I would love to know about that. Uh, another thing I do is I practice archery. Uh, archery has been like a godsend for me. Um, I think I talk about this on a previous podcast, but the whole premise of the of, the, of archery is, you know, I recognized that during one of my lessons, when I first took it up a few years back, that the instructor was kind of like me on the other side, you know, the way I was, I was addressing people and telling people what to do uh, with relation to the dog. It was kind of like, I, it reminded me of, the, of me. 
you know, so I recognize that archery is kind of like the same thing that I tell people and basically the same thing that I practice when it comes to dogs is about calmness, living in the moment, letting go, relaxation, breathing, all this stuff is basically what archery is all about. So, um, and it works for me. It keeps me nice and relaxed. And don't worry if you're wondering, I do not go hunting. No, no hunting. Uh, I just use you know, target shooting. That's, 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 that's what I enjoy. Uh, and again, it's just very therapeutic, very calming, very relaxing. Um, but, but above all, the one thing I want to leave you with when it comes to, um, you know, some tips on, on what to do and how to stay calm. And again, this is just not about dogs too. Remember, this is about people. You learn with your kids, your spouses, your employees, whatever. Uh, with everything, it works with everything. Um, but above all, what you have to remember is that when your dog is testing you, when your dog is challenging you, which your dog will do that, you know, that's again, that's kind of like they want to see how you react. Because at the end of the day, listen, if I could push you around, if I can make you, you know, uncomfortable and make you give up or make you nervous or make you anxious or make you fearful or whatever, then I'm not going to trust you to, to, to do, you know, to, with anybody else. I mean, if I could do it, then, you know, anybody else can do it too. So you're not a source of trust and respect, you know? Um, the one thing that I'm going to tell you, because it's very difficult. And I know that when people are working with their dogs and trying to overcome certain things that it's, well, I, you know, I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting angry. I'm getting scared or whatever. So let me leave you with this last tip is, and this is above all, when your dog is testing you or when your dog is challenging you, you need to learn um, to recognize, um, you need to learn to recognize that you are, uh, how could I put this? Um, you learn to, you need to learn to recognize that you're starting to get angry, that you're starting, you know, to get frustrated, just beginning. Remember, you want to catch these things in the beginning stages before they get out of control. So you need to learn to start, to, you need to learn to recognize that you're starting to get angry, you're starting to get frustrated. And if you're, you know, if you're dealing with something like, I don't know, like your dog's biting you or something, I just use that as, as an example, you know, you, you know, you're starting to get angry, you're starting to get frustrated, starting to is the key, you know, you're trying to, to do what you got to do. Because I, I learned this the hard way myself, again, when I was working with Soxes, I was getting really, really overwhelmed and really angry and frustrated in the whole bit but I let it get too far. And at that point he learned, he's like, I can manipulate you with any which way I want. So yeah, I'm not going to respect you. I'm not going to trust. You. I'm not going to listen to you. Go to hell. That's basically what was happening, you know? And so um, learning to capture it before it gets too high, you know, at a low level, when you're starting to get angry, starting to get frustrated, starting to get scared or whatever, just take a moment, just remove yourself. You know, don't work with your dog at that point. Just take a moment or however long you take, you need Take a moment to just calm yourself. If you want to do some meditation, if you want to breathe, if you want to slap yourself in the face, if you want to drink a beer or whatever, not just one beer. Uh, so no, 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 say, say, or say it, just one. Um, you know, if you want to do, just do something just to, just to decompress, just to relax, you know, take a few deep breaths, something basic, just, just real, get yourself back to a level zero and then go back to working with your dog. You know, you want to look at it like a pot of boiling water. When you turn the flame up and it starts to bubble and boil and, and start to blow over, you need to just turn off that flame so that this way it settles all the way down, you know? And in this particular case, like I said, is you don't want it to get to the point where the water is just spilling over. As soon as you just see a couple of bubbles, just turn off the flame. Don't let it get too far. Turn it off. Remove yourself. Get yourself under control. 
gain composure, gain control of yourself, your emotions. That's what your dog's looking at. And then go back to work. Okay. This way you're not letting your dog win. You're not letting your dog change your emotions, control your emotions, manipulate your emotions. You know what I'm saying? It's key. When you're able to stay calm, consistently constant, stay relaxed. Your dog's going to follow. Your dog's going to become calm. Your dog's going to become relaxed. And that's really it. You know, and the last thing that I want to talk about also is the firmness part, the toughness part, you know, people mistake that for being mean firm, being firm is mean. Listen, being firm is about being, it being arrogant, you know, bossy, violent. It's got nothing to do with any of that bullshit. This is just the sissy Mary people, you know, the science-based trainers, the, you know, the medicine pusher trainers or behaviorists or whatever the hell they are. And the, the trick-or-treaters, you know, this is what they, they, they believe because they don't know any better. You know, they're pill pushers, you know, they're, they're side, they're all about a book. They read a book and all of a sudden everybody falls within the category of the goddamn book. Dogs are different. You know what I'm saying? Every dog is different. And so the brain of the dog is really what we have to focus on. The, the state of mind of the dog is what we have to focus on. But more importantly, it's the human, damn it. It's the dog owner. If you're not understanding the dog owner and catering to them, then you're defeating the whole purpose. You know what I'm saying? So being tough is not a bad thing. A parent needs to be in it because it's a balance at the end of the day. It's a balance between calmness and firmness. They're two together, not one more than the other, because otherwise you're off balance. Most people start off calm, become, become frustrated or angry. And then all of a sudden it's like, where's the balance? You got to find the proportion in balance is key, calm and firm, calm and tough. That's the key. And I'm gonna explain to you what, you know, my version of what being firm and tough means the reality of it, because when it comes to like parenthood, you know, employees, you know, if you have a business or you work for somebody, this is what it's all about. Calm and firm, you know, because it's about being serious about your intentions. That's about the, basically how it works. If you have children, if you have employees and you ask your employees to do something, if you are just calm, you're a pushover. They're going to walk all over you. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't understand that, then I don't know what to tell you here with parents. It's the same thing, you know, calm and firm you ask, but you have to be serious about it. go clean your room. I'm not joking. Go clean your room. They have to understand through your feelings, not by yelling, not by tone of voice, not by smacking around. No, it's about your intentions. I am serious when I'm asking you to knock it off. I seriously mean stop. Okay. That's it. But you're not losing your calmness. That's the thing. You're staying calm, but you're meaning and you're serious about what you're asking for. You know, a lot of people feel bad. They feel guilty. You know, they simply don't mean it or they aren't asserting themselves when they're asking their dog to stop disrespecting them. You know, if they're jumping all over them, if they're biting them, whatever they, that stuff is, they don't mean it. They're not serious. And your dog knows it. So if you're wondering why your dog doesn't listen to you, if you're wondering why your dog disrespects you, if you're wondering why your dog is always protecting you, quote unquote, against everybody, there's a reason they don't trust and respect you because you're not calm and you're wishy-washy from one side to the other. You know, you maybe you are starting off calm, but when things go, don't go your way and all of a sudden they're lunging, you're just not good off, stop. That's, that's, that's back and forth. You know, you're not in balance. You're not, again, in control of yourself. And calm and firm is that, you know, being firm, tough, assertive is the key to earning a dog's respect, but only if it's done always in a calm fashion, always. If it's not done in a calm fashion, then yeah, again, you're going from one extreme to the other. If you're too calm, guys, you're a pushover. 
There, people are going to walk all over you. Dogs are going to walk all over you, right? If you're too aggressive, you earn no respect, right? People are scared of you. Dogs are scared of you. They might respond to you a little bit, but they're doing it out of fear. Who wants that? You know, if that's how you think, you got a little beside low. You got a little bitty thing there. You know what I mean? It's not about it's, it's not about it's, uh, it's fear. It's not about dictatorship. It's about respect. You know, parent asks the child to do something. That's it. Employee is asked by the boss to do something. That's it. You can't be a friend first and a boss second. You can't be a friend first and a parent second. It don't work that way. If you believe, if you believe that, if you think that, whatever. But it's a balance. You can be, I always say this all the time. You can be father and daddy. You can be mother and mommy. That's what I am to my, my babies. You know what I mean? I'm daddy and, and father. I'm both, you know, daddy is more strict, more organized, more disciplined, more structured. I'm sorry. That's father. Daddy is more playful, fun, cool, easy. You know what I'm saying? If you are the one just too easy, too weak, too soft, and then you ask your dog to do something, they're not going to respond to that. So firmness is not a bad thing, guys. Again, it's a balance. The people that have a problem with the whole balance trainer thing, oh, well, it's about balance trainer. Those guys are mean. These people don't get it. These are the people that make dogs bad. These are the people that, that give dog owners misinformation and then they lead them down the wrong path and they think that make them think like they were failures dogs get put down dogs get returned yeah because they just don't know jack shit don't let me get started on that <laughs> but bottom line is calm and firm imbalance is the key that's the whole point okay guys so uh, i'm gonna leave you with those notes before i forget don't forget <laughs> like what did i just say here Make sure you subscribe. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? Come on. You've been listening this whole time. Let's go. Subscribe. Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google. Subscribe. YouTube channel. Make sure you get on there too. Also, Facebook, Instagram. Those last three, Pac-Man to the rescue, P-A-C-K-M-A-N. And the most important one, the autobiography. God spelled backwards. Come on. I talk about socks in there. It's really freaking cool. It's awesome. It's a really great book. Uh, you're going to love it. So Godspell Backwards, make sure you, uh, you get that book and you let me know what you think about it. I really want to get your input on it, okay? So uh, what do you guys think of this podcast? You guys have fun? Was this informative? Was this cool? Better damn right it is, right? Me is better information. Listen, guys, I want to thank you for, uh, for joining this episode of Barking for Balance. And let me tell you something. It's about training people, not training dogs. Don't you forget that, okay? If you guys have anything, any questions, anything you want to talk about, you let me know. Thank you for joining this episode of Barking for Balance, guys. Catch you next time.